For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject our spiritual journey from Egypt to the Promised Land. This is part one of the series. Although we know and understand that there was a literal nation of Israel who descended from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob went into Egypt, and they were physically brought out of Egypt, and they physically spent 40 years in the wilderness on their way to the promised land, what we're going to learn in this teaching is that this literal, physical journey of the children of Israel out of Egypt to the promised land is given to us by the God of Israel as a spiritual blueprint to understand the Messiah, the ways of the kingdom of heaven, and that we are on a spiritual journey personified in our physical world by the children of Israel coming out of Egypt and going to the promised land, which is a blueprint of our walk in faith in Yeshua as the Messiah, as we learn of him, grow in him, and as we seek to pursue and understand the ways of the God of Israel and the ways of his kingdom. Paul explained this principle to us in Romans chapter 15 verse 4, where there he explained that whatsoever things were written aforetime or in the past were written for our learning, our spiritual instruction. In other words, what physically happened to the children of Israel on their way from Egypt to the promised land was written for our spiritual learning about the Messiah and the ways of the kingdom of God, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. Paul also conveyed this principle in 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 11 as it is written, Now all these things happened unto them for in samples or for types. Once again, whatever happened to the children of Israel physically is a spiritual blueprint or example for us spiritually. And what happened to them is written for our admonition, our instruction, our learning, of whom the ends of the ages or the end of the world are come. So given that the physical journey of the children of Israel out of Egypt to the promised land, as Paul explained, is a spiritual blueprint for believers in Yeshua as the Messiah, an instruction for us regarding how we live our faith 
faith in him and in learning the ways of the kingdom of heaven, it is also a blueprint of the journey of the bride of Messiah. And in this teaching, we're going to learn how that is so as well. Furthermore, the physical journey of the children of Israel out of Egypt to the promised land and the spiritual lessons that we are to learn from their physical journey, it follows the order of the festivals in the spiritual lessons of the annual biblical festivals as the children of Israel coming out of Egypt and putting the blood of the lamb on the doorpost is associated with Passover, and the children of Israel going into the promised land is associated with the Feast of Tabernacles and even Sabbath rest in Messiah, as is outlined in Hebrews chapters 3 and 4. So with this being an overview of what we're going to learn and study in this teaching, let's now understand how these things are so. But in doing so, given that we've just outlined for you how the physical journey of the children of Israel coming out of Egypt to the promised land is a spiritual blueprint for us regarding faith in Messiah and how we walk in faith before him as his bride, we're going to first look at the bigger issue and ask and understand the answer to the question, what is the meaning and purpose of life? Why was this world created and why are you and I living in it? Because the answer to this question is also related and associated with the spiritual journey of the children of Israel coming out of Egypt and going to the promised land. And once we understand the bigger picture of the meaning and purpose of life, why this world was created and why you and I are living in this world, then we can examine the details of our spiritual walk and journey as is taught to us from the physical journey of the children of Israel coming out of Egypt and going to the promised land. So looking at the meaning and purpose of life, we're going to begin with Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verses 1 and 2 as it is written. To everything there is a season and a time, to every purpose under the heaven, a time to be born and a time to die. So from this, we see that what the God of Israel does has meaning and purpose and there's seasons to it. Next, we need to realize that Paul explained to us in Philippians chapter 3 verse 20 that we are to see ourselves and realize that our citizenship is in heaven. In Philippians chapter 3 verse 20, it is written, for our citizenship is in heaven, from where also we look for the Savior, the Lord Yeshua HaMashiach. So how do we understand that our citizenship is in heaven? You see, where you were born and where you live is where you're from. And when you travel to another country, you need a passport. And on that passport, it will let the authorities know your citizenship. So Paul is actually explaining that where I'm from not where I'm going, but where I'm from is heaven. And I need to realize that I didn't first come into being when I was born on planet Earth. Because if my origination was on planet Earth, then my citizenship would be on Earth. 
But Paul says our citizenship is in heaven. We can get an insight into this from Ecclesiastes chapter 12 in verse 7, where it is written, Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the spirit shall return unto God who gave it. So I am a spirit, I have a soul, and I live in an earthly body. My spirit is a part of me. But when I physically die in this world, Ecclesiastes 12.7 says my spirit returns to God. So God is the source of my spirit. This is how my citizenship is in heaven. So if my citizenship is in heaven, biblically, how am I to see myself when I live on this earth? Well, Paul said in Romans chapter 4 verse 16 that Abraham is the father of our faith meaning he's an example to us regarding how we're to live our lives in faith unto Yeshua the Messiah. In Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 through 10 and verse 13, it explains to us the perspective that Abraham had in living in this world. For he saw that his life in this world, that in living it, he was a pilgrim on this earth. As his heart was for the eternal things of the spiritual world in heaven in the kingdom of God. In Hebrews chapter 11, verses 8 through 10 and verse 13, it is written, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed and he went out, not knowing where he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And he confessed, and like the others mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11, that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Peter communicated this thought in Second Peter chapter 1 verses 13 and 14, as he referred to our physical bodies and the life that we live on this earth as being a tabernacle, which is a temporary structure. Because we are not from the earth, we are only temporarily living in this physical world. In Second Peter chapter 1 verses 13 and 14 it is written, Yea, I think it meet as long as I am in this tabernacle, meaning in his physical body, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must put off this my tabernacle, his physical body, in this earthly life, even as our Lord Yeshua Mashiach, Jesus Christ, has shown me. Paul communicated the same thought in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 1 as it is written. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, that is, our earthly body, representing our physical life in this world, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. So this is how, as Paul explained, I need to see myself biblically that my citizenship is in heaven. I'm from heaven. I'm from the physical world. I'm only temporarily visiting as represented by a tabernacle, being on earth and living in my physical body. So if my citizenship is from heaven, I need to see myself 
that the reason why I was sent to the earth was to represent where I'm from, which is heaven. And in representing where I'm from, I am to be an ambassador to this world and to represent the kingdom of God to the people living on the earth. Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20, Now then, we are ambassadors for Messiah. So if my citizenship is in heaven, and I am and I am an ambassador of heaven, I'm to represent heaven, how am I to live my life in such a way that I properly represent where I'm from, which is heaven, which is a kingdom who has a king over that kingdom, and one who is highest in authority of the kingdom is God the Father, but the Father has assigned someone to oversee his kingdom for him, and that is Yeshua the Messiah. And as such, one who is of the kingdom of God, who is an ambassador that's representing the king of the place where he's from, his purpose is to come to this world, to be an ambassador of it, to be faithful where he's from, and in doing so, he will seek to do the will of the one who sent him to the earth as an ambassador to represent the king's kingdom, which is eternal. This is why when Yeshua came to this earth and lived his life as an example to us of how to show the world the kingdom of God on earth, he sought to do the will of his father. In John chapter 5, verse 30, it is written, I can of my own self do nothing, because I seek not my own will, but the will of the father which has sent me. Yeshua continues in John chapter 6, verse 38, For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Since Yeshua is giving us an example of how to properly be an ambassador of his father's kingdom on earth, a disciple of Yeshua or a servant of the kingdom of God and a servant of the king should walk after that same example or walk meaning live your life as Yeshua walked or lived his life. In 1 John chapter 2 verse 6 it is written, He that says he abides in him, he that says he's a believer in Yeshua as the Messiah, ought himself to walk, that means to live our lives, even as he walked. So as an ambassador of the kingdom of God on earth, our purpose in life is to do the will of God the Father. In 1 John chapter 2 verse 17 it is written, And the world passes away in the lust thereof, but he that does the will of God abides forever. So now that we understand the principle that our citizenship is in heaven, we are ambassadors of the kingdom of God on earth, and we are to do the will of the king of the kingdom, which I represent on earth, how do we understand doing his will on the earth? Well, the will of the Father and being a follower or a disciple of Yeshua means that we will seek to do the will of our Heavenly Father. In Matthew chapter 12, verses 49 and 50, Yeshua explained, And he stretched forth his hand toward his disciples and said, Behold, my mother and my brethren, for whosoever shall do the will of my Father which is in heaven, the same is my brother and sister and mother. So God the Father, through Yeshua, created this world, and he wanted 
his kingdom and its values to be represented on earth as it is in heaven. Therefore, the will of the Father is to be done on the earth. Yeshua explained this in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 and 10, as it is written. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, Our Father which is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So as citizens of heaven and as ambassadors of heaven, we are to do the will of God on the earth. And what is doing the will of God on earth? It is believing that Yeshua is the Messiah. In John chapter 6, verses 40 and 47, Yeshua explained to us what is the will of the Father, as he explains. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one that sees the Son and believes on him may have everlasting life. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me has everlasting life. So the purpose of life is to do the will of God on the earth. In the heart of doing the will of God on the earth is believing that Yeshua is the Messiah. And in doing so, keep the commandments of God or following his teachings or his instructions or his Torah. In the book of Ecclesiastes, Solomon asked the question, what is the meaning and the purpose of life? His answer to the question is at the end of the book where he states in Ecclesiastes chapter 12 verse 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. In believing that Yeshua is the Messiah and keeping the commandments of God, in order to do so, his Torah needs to be written upon our hearts. In Proverbs chapter 7 verses 2 and 3 it is written, Keep my commandments and live in my Torah as the apple of your eye. Write them, my commandments, my Torah, upon the table of your heart. Well, the Torah written upon our heart is the will of God, which is to be done on the earth. In Psalm chapter 40, verse 8, it is written, I delight to do your will, O my Elohim. Yes, your Torah is within my heart. So the will of God is to believe that Yeshua is the Messiah and to have his Torah written written upon your heart. Well, that is the new covenant. The new covenant is the Torah written upon our hearts. In Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 33, it is written, For this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my Torah in their inward parts and write it in their hearts. And then in Hebrews chapter 8, verses 8 through 10, for finding fault with them. What's this referring to? Well, in context, in the book of Hebrews, the God of Israel found fault with the Levites, as outlined in Malachi in chapter 2. And in doing so, the God of Israel found fault with the people who received his Torah and who he entered into covenant relationship with, that is the nation of Israel, because his Torah was written upon a stony heart. And as a result, Hebrews explains, Behold, the days come, says the Lord, that I will make a new covenant, in Hebrew, renewed covenant, with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. Then Hebrews chapter 8 verse 10 makes a reference to Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 33 as it is written. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel 
Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my Torah into their mind and write them in their hearts. So, if it is the will of God the Father that we believe in Yeshua as the Messiah and to keep his commandments or follow his Torah, which is the new covenant, how does he want us to pursue keeping his commandments? We can only successfully do so through the help and the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. That's why in the new covenant we are given the indwelling Holy Spirit to help us to follow the Torah of the God of Israel with the right heart. And as Ezekiel chapter 36 verses 26 and 27 it is written a new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes to keep my judgments and do them so this is how Paul expressed his faith in Yeshua as the Messiah as he himself stated in Romans chapter 7 verse 22 I delight in the Torah of God after the inward man or the one that has the indwelling Holy Spirit. So Paul believed in Yeshua as the Messiah and sought to follow the Torah with the help of the Holy Spirit. It is the will of God that we keep his commandments and in doing so we won't follow after the ways of the world, the world system and its values. As a result the will of God is that we are not conformed to this world. Paul explains this in Romans chapter 12 verse 2 as it is written and be not conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So in doing the will of God and not being conformed or follow after the ways of this world, James goes on to explain in James 4.4 that to be a friend of the world is to be an enemy of God. As it is written, know you not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. So in pursuing keeping the commandments of the God of Israel, he wants us to do so for our sanctification. Paul explained this in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 verses 3 and 4 as it is written, For this is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication, that every one of you should know how to possess his vessel, meaning his life, in sanctification and honor. So when we seek to do the will of God in our lives, we do so to bring glory to the God of Israel and to his kingdom. When Yeshua did the will of his Father, in doing so, the Father was glorified. In John chapter 17, verse 1 and verse 4, it is written, These words spake Yeshua and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you gave me to do. So as citizens of heaven and ambassadors of Messiah, we're to live our lives to do the will of God so that the outcome is to give glory to God. Paul explains in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 31, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all for the glory of God. So when we keep the commandments of God, do good to others and love our neighbor as ourself, this is how God the Father is glorified. In Matthew chapter Chapter 5, verse 16, Yeshua said, Let your light so shine before men. That is how we live our lives. 
so that others may see your good works, how you live your life, and that you're keeping the commandments of the God of Israel. And as a result, glorify your Father, which is in heaven. So let's summarize the first part of this teaching and what we have covered. It is as follows. Number one, our citizenship is in heaven, meaning heaven is where we're from. We've only been put on the earth temporarily, and as a result, we need to see ourselves as being strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Number two, the reason why we're put on the earth and the purpose of our life is to do the will of God and as a result, give glory to our Heavenly Father. Number three, the will of God is to believe that Yeshua is the Messiah and in doing so, follow His Torah by the Holy Spirit. Number four, we are not to be conformed to this world's values, but we are to seek to live holy and sanctified lives unto the God of Israel. So we're going to continue to look at the bigger picture of the meaning and the purpose of life and why this world was created so that we can understand the detail of our spiritual walk on this earth as will be outlined from studying the physical journey of the children of Israel out of Egypt to the promised land or to Jerusalem or Mount Zion. Well, that's going to conclude part one of the series on the subject, our spiritual journey from Egypt to the promised land. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.